Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast for Brain Fact Friday. And episode number 126 on building resilience, a pathway for inner peace, well-being, and happiness. This week's Brain Fact Friday will take a closer look at resiliency with some simple strategies that you can implement immediately for improved results in your personal and professional life by accessing this powerful inner resource that will allow you to walk confidently, especially on uneven ground. Rick Hansen, a psychologist, senior fellow of the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley, and New York Times bestselling author, is so passionate about this topic that he wrote an entire book on it called Resilient, How to Grow an Unshakable Core of Calm, Strength, and Happiness. If we're going to have lasting well-being in a changing world, we've got to be resilient. To be resilient, we've got to have inner resources. Rick Hansen said that in his Google Doc. In today's Brain Fact Friday, we will cover what does it mean to be resilient? How can we build it in ourselves and others? And how does it create a sense of well-being, an inner sense of peace and happiness? Welcome back. This is Andrea Samadhi. I'm a former educator who's been fascinated with understanding the science behind high-performance strategies in school, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 years. If you've been listening to our podcast for some time, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with an understanding of our brain. We started Brain Fact Fridays last month to dive a bit deeper into some of the top brain strategies that we uncover in our interviews or weekly episodes And from the feedback I've heard, these short episodes are helpful for learning about the brain in quick, easy-to-digest lessons. So we'll continue with Brain Fact Fridays, and I do appreciate the feedback. Getting back to today's Brain Fact, did you know that mindfulness leaves a lasting impact on our brain? And when we practice mindfulness, we become more compassionate, resilient, and more skillful with others. Rick Hansen quotes, if the mind is like a sailboat, growing inner resources is like strengthening and lengthening its keel. Then you can live more boldly, trusting you can explore and enjoy the deep waters of life and handle any storms that come your way. I first started to take a closer look at resiliency when I interviewed Horatio Sanchez on episode 74, where Horatio, who named his company Resiliency Inc., defined resiliency as a collection of protective risk factors that you have in your life. He explains how there are some factors we're born with, and others come in through childhood, family, school, life events, and social experiences. Horatio further explained that if you have little risk, it takes less to be resilient. But if you have a lot of risk, it takes a lot more protective factors to offset the scale. This is why two people can possibly respond in two completely different ways after a traumatic experience. One person walks away and recovers quickly because they probably had little risk and it's easier for them to be resilient. 
while the other person has a completely different outcome and needs more assistance, probably because they had more risk. With resiliency, we can overcome any adversity or difficulty and have good outcomes in our life, but we can see why not everyone is born with exactly the same protective factors needed. So we don't all have the same levels of resiliency. Horatio mentioned that 25% of the population are naturally resilient. So his work focused on instilling resiliency in those who are not naturally resilient due to the number of risk factors associated to them. This is what I love about this inner resource, that it can be instilled in others, or that we can build our own levels of resiliency, our own psychological strengths that we can access at any time of the day when we need it. And when we take the time and effort to do this, we'll create lasting changes in our brain over time, as well as others who we instill this valuable inner resource with. So how can resiliency be instilled in ourselves and others? We all want resiliency for our own children or those we work with or even for ourselves. Here are some ideas to build this skill in ourselves and others with the idea that whenever we face a threat, whatever it might be, something that knocks you off course in life, the pandemic, the loss of a job, worrying about losing your job, an illness, these strategies will help to provide coping mechanisms and take away the feeling of helplessness that accompanies a threat. Number one, apply protective factors like building and maintaining relationships. Horatio mentioned the work he's done over the years with applying protective factors like teaching social and emotional skills or involvement with a caring adult with those children who had many risk factors. And he explained that this took time and they had many serious challenges along the way as the students he was working with had to learn the change that takes place over time. If we think about it, lasting change at the brain level does take time and effort, but it's well worth the results in the long run. He spoke about the fact it was clear that everyone needed help with building relationships, and this was a valuable lesson for everyone involved to build family harmony and stability. It's a lesson we can all use. Number two, tune into a memory of grit. Angela Duckworth put this word on the map with her TED Talk, Grit, the Power of Passion and Perseverance. And she believes that grit is the tendency to sustain interest in and effort towards very long-term goals. She believes that although people are born with grit, that it also develops through experience, just like resilience. I saw a powerful example of building resilience in students with Jemmy Thompson's Thriving University's Facebook group post. Jemmy wrote, never forget that each student walking into our classroom has years of experience we know nothing about. Students wrote these fascinating responses anonymously, and I'll put a sample of them in the show notes, and it reminded me of how much we can learn from our students and children or even our coworkers when we provide the opportunity to share. Three, maintain a mindfulness program. We know from our interview with Dr. Daniel Siegel of the powerful benefits of adding a mindfulness program to your daily practice. He mentioned six science-backed benefits that can be seen in the brain. There's an integration of structure and function of the brain that promotes well-being. There's the reduction of the stress hormone cortisol. There's an enhancement of immune function. 
an improvement of cardiovascular risk factors, a reduction in inflammation via epigenetic changes, and there's the optimization of telomerase that slows aging. Our brain fact for this week was that mindfulness leaves a lasting impact on our brain, and when we practice mindfulness, we become more compassionate, resilient, and more skillful with others. It's just one of those pieces of research we can only believe as we begin to practice ourselves. There are a few mindfulness programs I recommend, but the learning only occurs with action. If you want to learn more about the mindfulness programs I use or from the people I've interviewed, I'll list them in the resource section of the show notes. When we can take the time to look within for answers, this gives a sense of power or inner confidence and then add deep breathing to this and we'll be activating the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system that helps us to feel rested and grounded. It's much easier to feel optimistic in the face of a threat with whatever is happening in your life when you have your body and your mind working for you, not against you. I hope you find this Brain Fact Friday useful. Let me know if you use any of these strategies in your schools or workplaces. Have an incredible week and I'll see you next Friday. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.